following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Forty-seven, I believe. Yes, sir. So, yeah, with forty-seven, because uh, that number means nothing. We got a special guest. Yeah, baby. Um, replacing Carzel for the entirety of the show's life cycle is Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Carzel, you're kicked out. Golf, wait, golf wait, wait, clap. Wait. Golf I, I don't know if you cleared this with me first. Like, I think we need like the paperwork. I need to know like the payments and what you guys are like. Negative ten cents. You yeah. owe us ten cents. Oh, okay. And I'm already making more than my other podcast, so we're all good. Sick. Uh, no, Carzel is taking a much-needed vacay. Uh, he deserves it. Kid works hard. So I think get... he's in Florida in the Orlando area if anyone wants to assassinate him. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. Thank God no one can match the faces to the podcast hosts. He's going to be like John Wick fighting off all these goons you send. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, you won't believe what happened. I I, I just missed the sniper while I'm beginning. <laughs> like, oh. Holy fuck. I didn't know that we had that many haters. It's crazy. And then if you have an excuse, like if she listens back, you'd be like, I was just creating content, man. That was all I was doing all, on this it, show. It's just content. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dan's helping out this episode. To keep the three guest synergy going, or mm. the three host synergy. He's got he's got three white claws. He's ready to go. He's got the whole holy trinity going on. Yeah, we'll see if I finish them by the end of the show. It's warm in here, so I feel like I might get like there you go. dehydrated like with drinking all of them, but we'll see. Right. I, may say, I may say some shit I regret on here. How, how far we'll are you into happens. the first one? Um, I'm like halfway through right now, because right. we were just casually talking, so I feel like... You know, right, I had right. to like casually drink as we were doing that. A so. good way to start. Yeah, but um, thank you guys for having me on again. I loved being on last time. I feel like it's been way too long. Definitely, of course. Since the last time I was on, sure. uh, and you know, Tyler and I talk every day, and you happen to mention that uh, Carzal was out this week. And I'm not doing anything today, so I said, hey, well, shit, if you need a third, let me know. And you were like, oh, come on. So right, yeah, fuck it, it, yeah. This, this happened to work out on a yeah, three-day weekend now, so this is a perfect way to kick it welcome, off. You're welcome, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, so obviously we got not a lot. Uh, it seems like music still sucks. So <laughs> the biggest news and the biggest thing this Friday, uh, I think we have to talk about it, would be the Drake album. Uh, honestly, never mind. And which, that's how I feel after listening. <laughs> that, that's to what it. I was saying <laughs> today. Yeah, I was talking to Phil about it at work, and that's how they all makes you feel. Like, oh, Drake dropped. Oh, never mind. I was so hype. I was like looking at all these tweets last night, just like getting myself so hype because I love Drake. Mm-hmm. And this album made me <clears> hate him, but we'll get to that. Um, I saw a tweet that was like confirmed features as Cardi, Travis, Yeet, like party next door. Who the, like, f- I don't know, who the fuck made that tweet, dude? 
an I gotta go back. Lied. I gotta go back to that shit. Someone definitely lied. Someone pulled that shit off Reddit off a weird Dude, page or something. I like swear that. to God, one of those big pages like Rap TV or something retweeted that person's tweet. So I was like, oh, dude, this. They seems probably legit. did. You you said that this morning. Yes. When you when you uh, texted me about the album, you said I'm. I was so mad. This person tweeted this out last night, and. Um, Honestly, I feel your pa- I only listened to a few tracks off the album because I couldn't even push myself to get through it. Yeah, I woke up this morning. First thing I did was open up Twitter because I wanted to see the general thoughts on the album, which is what I usually do for big drops. I want to see what people are thinking. And it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. It was like yep. it was like everybody was so hype about Golden State winning the night before. And then that morning, everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. Pause for a second. How crazy was that shit? Like, for a 30 second. At two minutes, Steph Curry got this look in his eyes like Satan took over that man. And you could tell he was about to dunk on all of them so bad. They were dominating the whole game. Yeah, but still. Um, But, no, I. it really sucks with someone like Drake because uh, I'm the first to admit I'm a huge Drake fan, and I love to give him uh, the benefit of the doubt and try and listen to his stuff as much as I possibly can, whether it's good or bad. I've listened to, like, the albums I thought were bad, I've sat through and listened to because he still is deserving of that to me. Oh, though. yeah, 100%. But this was so bad yeah. that it was like he wasn't even trying. It was like he was giving 5% of what he has. Yeah. Or the whole thing. Drake is a good artist, and he's proven that. Yeah. I just don't know what he was doing. I don't understand his thought process. I think he's like, I want to try something different, but you're not really... Like, you could try different shit. Cardi did it, and it became his best album. Yeah. And that's never really been Drake's formula either, though. The thing is that even when he tries something different on the album, he tries something different for three songs, does something different for three or four other songs, mm. then does something completely different for, like, six more songs. And he didn't I've... do that. It just It's just this track one through 13, and then he just has a banger at the end. Yeah. And that's it. He I didn't try it for a few kind songs. Of a different take. I have a different take on Drake's progression. I kind of think that when he tries something different, he's not really switching his sound so radically like this. He's slowly progressing his sound into different beats or a different flow that he tries out or a different voice. I just think this one, he was like, okay, cool. Let's make every song sound like Geometry Dash 2. And, you know, yeah, um, I'll make the most half-assed lyrics and throw it all together. That's the thing is it's even on uh, that 21 Savage song, he – that's definitely the best song on the album I've listened to so far. But if that's the best, like you guys are saying, it's like – if if this is what he's got, that's a regular song on some of the albums. That's oh yeah, like, that's a filler song on. That's certain I, that's albums. like number five on a different album. Number yeah, six. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Like um, I of of course like everything's escaping me, but um, like when you listen to Nothing Was the Same, that was such a good blend of R and B and his rap. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. Like started from the bottom was such a good. Like that still gets used. Oh yeah, and stuff. That's an anthem all the you know? time. All the time. Um. And and that's a from start to finish. That's such a good album, and even the filler tracks you can just listen to passively. Right. This, I don't know if I'll ever listen to a song from. Oh yeah, that I've listened to from this again. The type of Drake that I like is like Scorpion Drake, like mm-hmm. Can't Take a Joke and mm-hmm. Mob Ties and stuff like that, where it's like yeah. 
faster pace, but he still sings and raps on the same song. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's my favorite Drake. Mob I, Ties is one of my favorite songs. That's, that's a great song, definitely. Done. That's like, probably my, if not my favorite song on Scorpion mm-hmm. by far. But, dude, the thing is about that album is, like, I get that it's, like, not my taste of Drake or your guys' taste. And I try to take that in consideration when I listen to it. But even when I'm, like, trying to put myself in the eyes of someone that would enjoy it or, like, mm-hmm. the ears or per se, it just still seems extremely underwhelming. Like, even though he's trying to do a certain something, it's like he's so lazy and half-assed with it that you're like, dude, even for the it's particular he's... audience he's going for, he doesn't even succeed there, it seems. like It's because he's Drake. He's yeah. the biggest name right now. He's right. the 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 most popular he's ever been. Yeah. Right now. He's on top of the world and he knows that. So he's just like, cool, I'm going to drop whatever he's I want. He's rich to. forever. He's yeah. rich forever. Once you get that much money, there's a different type of mentality that goes with it. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, well, let me give you guys the old man story in me because I feel like I always tell these when either I come on here or I podcast with Tyler. So my history with Drake coming up was. Being in high school, um, seeing uh, Wayne drop the Carter Three, which was his biggest album ever. At Great the time. album, uh, classic album. And then you know, Young Money becoming the <coughs> biggest thing ever because of him, like yeah. becoming like the name. And all of a sudden, you had Drake and Nicki coming up at the exact same time. If you listen to, if you go back and listen to, uh, so far. Uh, so far gone. Yeah. Drake's mixtape now, that still holds up just as good as it did back. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's a gorgeous blend of rap and R and B from beginning to end, and then uh, "Thank Me Later" was such a good start. Over was such a good uh, like had so much radio play back in the day. Uh and then by the time Take Care came out, he was a superstar. Oh, yeah. Like, it 100%. just took off from there. Even with um, when So Far Gone was out, they had uh, he had Best I Ever Had come off of that. Mm-hmm. And that song was huge, too. And he was on tour with the biggest names just doing that song. Um, and to see him from a time where he tried so hard on everything he did... To just this now, like really, it's part of me. Part of me, like really, really hurts for that. Yeah, for that old style of him and the style that I came up with. And I was like, this guy's really good. Like, if you go back and listen to the "I'm Going In" remix with him, Wayne, and Jeezy on it, great song. That song is like you feel. So powerful listening. Yeah, you know those rap songs that you just feel like I could bench like yeah. four hundred pounds listening to Power this Kanye. Yeah. That's one yeah, of those songs that like when the beat starts at like a party or something and you hear it, you stop whatever you're doing. You're no, that's a fact. You're rapping you, the yeah. lyrics to that, that song. That is a fact. There's nothing memorable about some of this shit now that he does. And it, I feel like it was even like that to a certain extent, because like after, let's say, views, because you had more life, you had Scorpion, but it was still like manageable. It's still like, you know what? I like half of this. Album. I like more life and Scorpion. I, I didn't I, like. I, more I, life I do a too. Lot. But the thing is, though, do you like more life and Scorpion as much as you liked the first two eras of Drake's discography? Slightly yes, slightly less. I bet. Yeah, because I'd you, say, I, I'd say, because the sound has changed so much, I enjoy old Drake and like the nostalgia that comes with it. 
and like that was like me growing up but like the new stuff like that just more life and scorpion those two albums right there there was enough of that classic drake sound that it was enjoyable no i get that there were I get some that. bad songs because he went on a crazy inquiry because you know his obviously his og shit is great yes and then he probably was just it was three for three when he you know take care Nothing was the same. If you're reading this, is too late. And then, you know, what a time to be alive. That's when Drake was, like, all-time high. He was, there was no such thing as him missing. That was his peak, yeah. After yeah, that, yeah. even Summer 16. And then, like, like you said, you know, More Life, Scorpion had plenty of bangers on it. But it, it was a very slow but for sure decline. Was mm-hmm. Views before More Life? Uh, views was before More Life, I believe, yeah. And I think More Life was right after. I think afterwards. Views is yes. the beginning of his, the end, really. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. He's because just views, coasting. He didn't, yeah. he didn't, he didn't plummet. He just kind of coasted. You could kind of tell yeah. that his stuff was getting a little bit lazier, and then like that's a fact. I then, agree with that hundred percent. CLB came out, and there's probably five or six standout tracks that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I still think CLB is an okay album. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. Yeah, it's not as bad. I don't think for it's sure. phenomenal. I mean, I did rate it a nine originally, but <clears throat> going back, there's a lot less songs that I cling to now. Mm-hmm. But I think that's his plummet. Yeah, I think no, I right agree. There, I think that CLB is instantly just dive, and yeah. I could even argue that Darkling demo tapes, at least half of it, is decent. Good. Yeah, no, that's a fact. And then the other half is completely forgettable. Yeah, right. you and I talked about right before this when we got done with uh, this album today or whatever we were listening to from. We immediately switched to Darkling because yeah. it's like. And I remember there's a nostalgia with you listening to that album, too, because that was another one that he kind of announced late. And, like, you hear – it was, like, a Monday you heard it that it was coming out on Friday or whatever. Right. So you had five days' notice to kind of get ready yeah. for it. And it was super impressive. On... That one's got – it's got 2C Slide. It's got Time Flies. It's got D4L. It's got Chicago Freestyle. When, when to say when. You and I – Hated on Tusi Slide until we so started loving it. Much I, I, until I, I, we yeah. started loving it. I started it. doing that too. I'm not gonna lie. I hated Fun it when it first fact, came out. In Tusi Slide, he's teaching you how to moonwalk. Mm. Yeah, but he then really he made is. it his own dance. Too. I can dance like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He says it right. He's in literally it. teaching you how but to yo, moonwalk. It's yeah. the crazy part about this though is like this fall off has been happening right in front of our eyes for years, and we yeah. just haven't noticed because it hasn't been as <clears throat> drastic as it is now. Yeah. I think with this you know? album officially, the hot take that I don't think is as hot anymore, and I want—I think I'm gonna agree with you on I, this. I am gonna—I want to talk about this a little bit. Drake has fallen out of the top five. That is a fact. I was literally waiting to say it, but that is true. That is under his his reign is I've over. I've told you this before. His you said reign that's is a super over. hot take. Yeah, and now I kind of think it's, it's it's official. I think he's fallen out of the top five. I think yeah. you've got you've still got Kendrick and Cole up there holding it down. Kendrick, mm-hmm. he's missed one time for me. That's it, just once. Um, Cole stays on top. Then you got little baby. You got Future, who's killing it. Uh, who else? Who would you put in there? Um, because Drake could be in there, but he's at least fallen out of the top three. He could be falling out of the top five. Kanye is up there. He's still active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, but even— Donda 2 has sucks, but Donda yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. Um, and his production has never faltered. I think that Donda does fall into the same—not as intensively. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a word I'm looking for. It's CLB, but it, I have not—I don't return to Donda that often anymore. And I don't know if it's because I just— I think subconsciously you're only putting them together because they came out on the same day. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's also because, like, 
I'm just so disappointed because it's like when we first started this podcast, we were looking at like the not the Holy Trinity, but like the five rappers that are gonna drop these, these great ten out of ten albums that we're looking forward to that have great made great music before that are considered legends. And it seems like every single one has at least slightly disappointed me by now. Yeah. Where wait, I just forgot Travis. Like just Well Travis just is Travis still we're him, still waiting yeah. for Travis. Well, Travis is in my top five personally. Well, yeah, and I, he's probably in my top five too. But I just mean the top five as fa- as far as like the leaders of hip hop, the yeah. leaders of this entire. I definitely put Travis there. Oh yeah, because Tra- it's Travis, he's Kanye, the leader of the children, mm-hmm. Drake, which sounds bad. But... Um, Dra- Tra- Travis, Kanye, Drake, Kendrick, and I guess you could throw Cole in there too. Yeah, Cole, yeah, of course. yeah. Maybe well, number six yeah. or seven would be Cardi. Drake, Kendrick, and Cole were the top three, and I think Drake is proven that he doesn't really care anymore and he's not here for he just wants to have fun and be friends with people mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm i'm cool if you want to do that go do that he had a good run he had a good run release an album and then that's not good and then hardcore defended online like you knew that you gave up yeah oh he's he's doing that yes he's he posted he said it's okay if you don't get it those who get it get it he's like we'll be waiting for when you finally do yeah that's uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> so when <laughs> you guys say when you guys say your top five, are you talking current or all time rap leaders? Like current. just of the modern. Uh, era. And, and okay. is that in my? That makes it. That makes sense. I would. I would say it is close to my personal favorites. But, I'm also, but I wouldn't say my. I would just say leading the wave right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. My current is probably going to be the same as my all time because I sure. grew up listening to what's popping right now yeah right, definitely. i wouldn't put biggie or tupac or nas in my top five and that's just because i'm not a product of that time period yeah that, not to say that their work doesn't speak for themselves because it definitely does mm-hmm. but i didn't grow up listening to that yeah. carzell did yeah whereas carzell could say nas is my number one of course yeah we well, we're white our parents introduced us to like fucking uh aerosmith and shit when we were eminem <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Eminem, really. Like, but no. here's my oh, thing, yeah. though, too. If you throw, if we're going that direction, too, we have. I I don't know if I've said it on here before. My first exposure to rap ever was when I was like six or seven years old. I had one of those old like Walkmans that you could put like cassette tapes in. Mm, like okay. that's how old this thing was. I used to like sit up and listen to it like in my headphones at night when I was going to sleep. Right, and I. A radio station I can't remember which, and and uh, Party Up came on by DMX. Up in here came on, and that was my first exposure to hip hop. Where I was like, I could fucking love this sound forever, like I always could. But then later down the line, when I discovered Eminem and became such a big Eminem fan, he paid tribute to so many of those artists because he loved them that I almost felt like I had no choice but to go back. And, like, see what he was influenced by in certain ways. Right. And that's when I start, started to listen uh, to, like, Ready to Die and uh, Me Against the World, which is still one of my favorite albums to this day. That, I, think is, I think Me Against the World is a 10 out of 10 if we're talking about that it. That mentality perfect. that you're talking about, though, is, like, taking Eminem's, like, experiences and making them your own. It's yeah. the exact same thing for me with Travis. When I got heavy into Travis— Kid Cudi became more of a prominent figure in my listening. And everybody should do that with music. You should find an artist that you like. You don't have to like what everybody else likes. Just find someone you like, find their influences, because you'll find the sounds that influence their style of music, and go from there. Yeah. You don't just find your own voice and find the shit you like to listen to. Travis is the reason I like Tame Impala. 75% of my music is like... 
just beat your face in type of aggressive, but right. like that's because I listen to so much metal and like uh like heavy electronic and like aggressive hip hop right. sometimes right. and like things like that. And it all like even though they're different genres, they all fell in the same category. But then you have the other twenty five percent that's like fucking Sarah McLaughlin and like yeah, Third right, Eye right. Blind and yeah. like shit like that that I've also delved into. Everybody deserves to do that for them. So. Oh yeah, definitely, 100%. Mm-hmm. Not to go back, but who are... Now I know Travis's influence is like Cuddy, Kanye. Is that it for the most part? This is literally like the the brainchild of Kanye West and Kid Cuddy. Yeah. And okay, so those are his top two then. The the Scott part of his name comes from Kid Cuddy. Right, right, because that's, that's, that's his actual... Yeah. Okay. Kid Cuddy's name is Scott Muscuddy. You know he's uh, coming out with a, a cartoon or animated series? It's an series? album, too. Enter oh, okay. Really? He's, he just released the first song, or he's releasing. I think he just released the first single from Enter Galactic. Oh, shit, okay. I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might not even be out. Who knows? But, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just think right now <laughs> we have Travis left. And yeah, it's, may- that's a maybe, maybe Cardi. Only because he has such a big fan base, and he kind of did. Originally, everyone hated the album, I but think he Cardi ended up. He's going to be in the fall. You think so? Fall into winter. I well, think this next all. album will definitely determine it, without a doubt, because he's not going to drop again for another two years after that. And at that point, it's like. Yeah, yeah I think he drops by October, November, December, or something like that. That's when Cardi's going to drop. And then Drake, only because of how big he is, I would usually not give any rapper this amount of time. But only because he's been so big for so long and he's such a big name, I give him one year to release one more at least makeup mixtape for this. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he's releasing scary hours. Yeah, but like you said, it's probably like a two pack. Yeah, EP. A you two, can't really count pack, that. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. If it's like a five pack, then he can redeem himself for the summer. But that's if he drops it, you know, the next month or so or something like that. Or at least just, drops a great album in the next year. The thing is, he does so great on features, and then he's just like, ah, oh, here's my album. It sucks. Like, oh, I know. I know. I don't know, dude. I think we have Travis left. One person that I'm actually excited for, which you'll be super surprised, is Sofago. Really? I don't know if you've checked out his Before Pink. He dropped Before Pink, which is... I heard about that. I didn't check it out, Days Before kind of thing. It's very good. Really? And this is coming from somebody who was like, eh, fuck Sofago. Right. You could tell, like, Travis really was, like, standing behind him. And was just like, here, like... Let's turn what you have into something phenomenal. Right. And the the Travis touch is there on all those songs. Right. Okay. It's very good. And I'm actually kind of excited to see what his he sounds like. Because I don't think he's going to sound childish and corny anymore. I think he's going to sound spacey like Don Tolliver and stuff. That'd be cool. And Don's, Don's killing it right now. Yeah, he is. He, he is 100% without a doubt. Although I did not like that honest song that Justin Bieber put out with him. I thought Justin Bieber wasted him. I think Justin Bieber sure. is a, just a waste of space right now. Yeah, um, I think Purpose was the only good thing Justin Bieber's ever done. He, and it he was like is a mm, out of 10. he is going through that medical condition right now. Yeah, that or is, whatever's going on with him. So prayers to him, honestly, because like he, you can't deny what he's done for the pop genre. Oh yeah, like whatsoever. People gave him so much hate for so long, and he just stuck it out. And kept oh yeah, he did. Going. He definitely did. So I hope he recovers. Uh, but yeah, I I thought he, you know. Don Tolliver d- is so good at what he does that when people utilize him well, it just 
like chef's kiss on a song. It's like so good every a time. A good example would be when Eminem decided to use Don Tolliver on that. No Regrets. Yeah. Mm. That's one of the best songs on that album. That's the other thing I was thinking today is he gets so much hate in like even in the modern day. And number one, what's there that he's really left to do? Like, I don't expect him to come out with, like, this entirely new sound or something like that. And two, if he ever fucking dropped a project like this, like Drake just put out, I'd throw my fucking phone through a wall. Like, I would be so mad. Like, and I'm so glad he's never done that and will never do that. If he sang on fucking 14 tracks straight... I would like just go to Detroit I, and like knock on. The I door. hate Eminem singing. I, know, I hate it. It's yeah, horrible. I know you do. Yeah. I hate all the love songs, like <laughs> like on uh, songs to be murdered, music to be murdered by mm. side B. There was way too many love songs. I was like, I want to kill you. Like, I hate these. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like the big complaint I have is a lot of the blueprint is the same for some of his songs now, but like he's not tanking. I was just, I was yeah. just telling one of my friends, I was like, at this point. Eminem's done all he can. If he keeps doing more, he's going to end up really tainting the end of his career. Sure. But the thing I is, think he needs to stop he, and mentor people. He, he does, and it's the weird part is about Eminem is that he is he is like 100% disconnected with the rest of hip-hop. I will admit that. The rest of hip-hop will be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like everyone that listens to like basically anything that's mainstream. isn't. But for somehow, somewhere, Eminem is such a dedicated fan base that the world still stops whenever an Eminem album drops, yeah. just like a Kanye album, just like that. Even though it feels like no one's listening to it, so many people are listening That's to the it. thing, because he has the Kanye effect where, like, a lot of people, the people that really like him want to make sure the album's good. Exactly. And people that think he sucks want to make sure it's bad. Like, people would be like, ah, oh, there's a new Eminem album. I'm going to listen to it just to fucking shit out. Like, people do that all the time. But Kanye, that's the same thing. Yeah. Like, people listen to Kanye for that reason. Am I going to like this album? Am I going to hate this album? Exactly. People exactly. go into Drake expecting to like the album. That's, Every yep. time, yeah. That's that's the thing. They're that's the mentality. That's right. that's because it, it perfectly fits in the whole rest of the mainstream hip hop sphere. Exactly. Whereas Eminem, it's like anyone that listens is a is an avid hip hop listener that's in their early twenties or teenage years. They either used to listen to Eminem and they don't like him anymore because of how hip hop's changed since then, or they just didn't grow up with Eminem. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why it's so much more disappointing when Drake does it because, like, Eminem's fans are still going to love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drake's fans, uh, maybe you know, not. Like, maybe, maybe not so much. Exactly. Did you guys happen to hear um, the song he dropped today? I did. Uh, for the, like, the King and I for the Elvis. So I, I didn't thought, think it was the best thing in the world. I, I thought, thought it, it worked for the soundtrack. I, yeah. okay, so my thoughts was, why is Eminem on an Elvis soundtrack? One. <laughs> Two. It was cool. I was like, yeah. yeah. It it just it sounds like it could fit on any of his last three albums. Yeah. I was like, it it's part of his new sound. It sounds cool. Who was on it? it was CeeLo Green. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought was, it worked with him. I thought he was cool on it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anything from him in a while. So yeah, I was going nice. to say, that yeah. name isn't and been that's, around quite a, some that's time. It's kind of a good pairing there. Yeah. I um, loved that because that's never, I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah. Like a collaboration. I just, I listened to it. I was like, okay, it's a it's a newer Eminem song. Yeah. That, that's what it was to me. It was a past three years Eminem song to me. And I was yeah. like, it could fit anywhere. I feel like I've heard it before, but it wasn't, I was like, I wasn't like, this is fucking horrible. Was it like, wasn't unbearable. Yeah. yeah. I just thought I thought the the fact that he was on it was so funny because of the Elvis comparisons his whole career where like Elvis Presley was notoriously um 
chastised for stealing African-American culture and bringing it into his music, Mm -hmm. like using certain dance moves that like he learned from like African-Americans and things like that. And people said the same thing with Eminem with hip hop. They were like, you're stealing this like from us, like you're taking this from our culture or whatever. So the fact that he's on the Elvis soundtrack, I thought was like. I, like kind of hilarious in right. a way. I was yeah. like, "Oh, you're gonna put Eminem on here? That's cool." And then um, I thought his lyrics in it were really good. I thought the beat worked really well for him. But like you said, it's like a typical new era song. It's probably a filler song on one of his newer right. albums. I had a side note though. I, I hate to interrupt, but I hate when people do that. They're like, "Oh, Eminem isn't one with the culture. He's not this." And people just alienate him so bad because of that. And they say he's he doesn't respect this. When Eminem takes every opportunity he can. To yeah. respect the people that came before him, respect you know other MCs in the game and stuff. And artists, I'm not going to try to point fingers, but other white artists that completely shit on the entire genre Jack and people Harlow? that came. Jack, Jack Harlow. Well, I, I, I wouldn't even say Jack <laughs> Harlow. I'd say Post Malone. And um, people just let that slide. He said, "Don't listen to hip hop if you don't want to feel anything." Like, like I think Post, comments like that. It's like I think Post is friends with rappers, so he gets put in the rap category. Yeah. Yeah, but right. he's he's not he's his own sound. I feel yeah, like, he too. really is. I wouldn't I put him it. Just bothers me because it's like Eminem pays respect any chance he gets. Yeah, yeah. He no, almost overdoes it. Like you know, like he makes his 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 you know he even makes his political views extremely prominent. You all know, the time. um, all the time and stuff like that. You know, with Was that the weird awkward at the Super Bowl, right? When he and like people noticed it after, but they were like, huh? Oh, okay. He fucking did it out of everybody that was there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's always done really good. But then when you look at the other side of it, too, look at how many modern day rappers are like Eminem inspired me. You can't find like, like any good lyricist right now. You like Eminem absolutely inspired them yeah, somewhere. Kendrick's openly said it. Jake Cole's openly said oh, it. Yeah. Games, for some reason, going through some weird shit now with like. He's just lashing out at everybody Dude, for one reason or another. He but money. he's always give, given Eminem his respect in the past. Everybody. But now he's not. Now it's like he's like using Eminem, beef, fake beefing with Eminem as promo when he's literally talking to a brick wall. <laughs> and Eminem like, isn't yeah. paying attention to him. What's, last time I checked, Eminem is not paying attention to him whatsoever. Not, I saw Eminem a meme. Eminem will drop a song. Yeah. And, and it said the game beefing with Eminem right now. And it's a guy talking to a brick wall. And that's literally what it is. Meanwhile, game's out there doing TikTok dances. I know. I saw those, dude. I, I like the game. I do, but that, that I, just, lo- I love game. That, it's, it's, it's just that, like that Eminem beef is some corny shit. He's doing. He's on some Meek Mill shit. It's like I like his music, but I just hate him outside of his music. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. That's how I feel about. I'm trying to think of somebody I feel like similarly about. Meek Mill, I kind of feel that same way because yeah. Meek Mill ran his mouth so much oh, all I know. the time. Kevin yeah. Gates. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I Kevin Gates dropped a project today. Did I heard. It? I heard actually. I started it and it sounded good. So that's good. There you go. I'll probably go through. I know that one song was trending for a while. That uh, think it with my dick. Is that the one where that's you get called old as fuck? And he put that on that album. Really? Yeah, because I it's think trending. we used to listen to that. Oh, really? Because it's trending. Yeah. So why is this only trending on, now? He just like officially on, released it's, it. No, it's on TikTok. It was on one of his old mixtapes. I think it was on like Luca Brasi, like two or something. Where he's talking about like Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. And oh stuff. no, that's a freestyle. Oh, okay. That's so, a freestyle I did. Mm, no, there's okay. a TikTok song or "Think of My Dick" with Juicy J is a TikTok song. Oh, okay. Now it's a TikTok song. That's, that does sound like a song that had Juicy J that featured just, in it. He just threw on that new album. 
like because he's like ah this is like it's like when uh every x album now has look at me on it at all it's so fucking annoying I or every pop smoke that. album has dior on it yep i listened to that x, <laughs> x album and i was like jesus christ i listened to the x album and i was like it's cool hearing all these songs again but i have some hot takes about x at this point yeah well, i was just in a phase back then x kind of sucks what really yeah he, you gotta respect the fact that he did bring not an entirely new sound, but nope. he Hold he on. commercialized uh, uh, upcoming sound I'm going in hip hop. Argue that X didn't pave the way for anything. He just kind of made music that sounded like him. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Th- that's a good argument. Um, on a counterpoint to that, I will say on uh, what's going on recently, Ben had recommended Question Mark to me to listen to, and I had never heard it before. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, but you know what? Another thing with how I listen to music too is I can put myself in the era where it was released and listen to it from that perspective of what it sounded like, like that year. And it made me enjoy it because I was like, yeah, I don't think a lot of people were doing this at the time. Yeah. Like there were people that were doing it and doing it better. Doing that, but there are some songs that are just like, not good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of it though has to do with like the lack of not equipment, but it's like the the quality yeah, on some sounds, of the songs. It sounds low quality. Exactly. It's not necessarily that all the songs are bad. It's just that like it doesn't sound good coming through the car the car speakers. It's very low quality. It's like two forty p. And as far as let me go to the X album and uh... one good one good thing about <coughs> sorry. About these albums is now I can finally listen to these albums without having to re-download SoundCloud or go yeah. on YouTube and stuff like that, and like, actually having on streaming services. You know that is like, one good thing that came I out. I don't. Of it. Really nice. I don't think Wing Ridden Angel or King of the Dead are really that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I mean, sip, I'm sipping Teen Your Hood is like cool because it's aggressive, but I don't even think it's that amazing. It doesn't. It just doesn't have a lot to it. It's a great song, but it's. It, you you wish that it had more to it almost. Sure. Like the vibe is there. Like, the energy is 100% there. The energy is 200% there. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to fucking, I was going to say shoot up something, but I did, with everything going on in the news, you don't want to Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe punch a punching bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. We'll go not that, that you know, do that, but it was, it was, it was, it was an example. Yeah. You know, it makes you want to run into a brick wall. Go crazy. Kick, it makes you want to, you know, kick, <laughs> yeah, like uh, no. kick a traffic cone. Yeah. Kick yeah. a baby. There you yeah. go. I was going to say that, too, but I was like, fuck, I didn't no, really say that either. Is that, is that, that we, are we going to say that? Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I used to have, so I my background's in theater, and I did a stage combat class in, uh, in college, so I was certified in that for a while, which was cool. What, but baby um, kicking? N- no, but this is, it, it comes into play. So <laughs> when we used to learn how to get thrown, like, and be the one being thrown, he used to say, like, you don't want your head down because your head used to kind of snap up and then you would throw it down to like create the illusion of like momentum that you're being thrown. So he said he would be like, do you want to stay with your eyes up? Be like, no. Do you want to look at the floor? He's like, no. And he's like, so he's like, you want to look for the baby that just got out of the uh, auditorium and is now crawling on the stage and you want to have your eyes up so you could see it. And then kick it all the way across the auditorium. So kicking the baby is always just a regular thing for me now. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You kick the baby. It's an imaginary baby. No babies are harmed. Obviously, none of us condone kicking babies or we don't partake in (laughs) shootings or anything like that. It's to clarify. (laughs) We just have a sixth sense of humor, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
This is noise gain. <laughs> even though, even though you know that should be self-explanatory. Yeah. But um, so uh, back to what you guys were saying earlier too about like the modern top five that's around right now. I would definitely put Colin Kendrick in that category because oh yeah, hundred percent. Kendrick is, I think, like the leader in the new school as far as like West Coast. Definitely. Um, yeah, Drake. I think you take out of that category right now, and then maybe. Who's big? Maybe you put like uh, I want to say like Quavo just because of his name, but like not yeah, even but, in that. But it's the like, thing is, a Quavo Quavo had his his prime Travis. prime time, right? Travis, yeah, Travis, I'll put in there. You got to put little baby in there, little baby, little baby, yeah. Okay. But little baby's even getting like he still drops bangers, but he just hasn't been as prominent. A lot of his shit sounds the same. Yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah, a lot of it. And like the past four singles he's dropped are all like the same. And they, and yeah. they they hit, but it's like it's it's he's just not like. As I'm nervous. Not active, but he doesn't have as much of a presence as he I'm once did. I'm nervous for his album because his stuff doesn't have that versatility that it used to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd also put Uzi in my modern top five, but I think I, I in right now. I think two years. I think in two years he's going to be out, and Five Eo is going to be up two spots. Mm. I think he's going to be okay. easily okay. number three by by 2020. Fabio is definitely an honorable mention for sure, yeah. without I'm, a doubt. I'm putting Lil Windex in my top five right now because mm. you know my top five is probably Hobson, yeah, Jack Harlow, Ross, NF, Lil Pump, and Smoke Perp. Yeah, yeah. I like NF, Jordan Lucas, Logic. Uh, <laughs> Although you were actually a fan of Logic, but you just still say his name ironically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I you love know what? It. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, number one for, yeah, yeah, number one for me is Jay Electronica. Uh, then I'm going Joe Budden is my number two. Uh, and then, Academics. I like Lil AK. That's my boy. Ironically, though, those first two are they're good uh, artists. It's just, it's just like they're good. They're great lyricists. Mm. And then Benzino is like, my number five. There we go. Benzino. Isn't Benzino. that like fucking what's her name's dad? Uh, yeah, fucking... Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coyle Ray is my top five as well. <laughs> you know top what? Top five most annoying little boys. She's had like <laughs> two songs, though, that I'm like. All right, I fuck with you on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got one or two bangers. I'll agree. There's a couple. That when she sounds like Cardi, you know, that's when I like her. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite female rapper right now? Mine. Oh my god, mine's Lotto for sure. I like Lotto. Um, you know, I'm a, I really am a big like outside of her personal life. I do like Meg Thee Stallion a lot. (coughs) Um, I respect that she's. I know that she's not fully committed to it, and like Megan, the fully grown horse. Yeah, <laughs> you're an Jesus asshole. Uh, <laughs> so uh, keep yeah. sipping my drink, Megan, the racehorse. Um, but no, Megan I the lying ass. <laughs> yeah, I it. like her. Um, God, who else? I I wish Angel Hayes could have gotten bigger back the in the day. Is that? She was fucking good back in the day, man. She made, she was one of the freshmen in like 2012. I think she made freshmen. Dude, talking um, about the freshmen, bro. Like the women this year, I've never heard of in my life. I've never heard of most of. That's how I know I'm getting old as fuck. I don't know any of this freshman class yeah. right There's now. There's a couple I don't good know ones. Shit. There's some missing. My, oh wait, no, Mike Dimes is in it, right? I believe. So. I love we gotta, Mike we, Dimes. You know what? We should pull up that list right now. Yeah. Honestly. Who the one person who's missing is Yeet. 
There is no reason yeah, Yeet should Yeet not be should, on Yeet should absolutely be I on there. I will it, say though. that from all the stuff that I th- you've sent me. I think I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised we, we, we forgot about that until I now. Think, mm-hmm. I think he denied it. Well, it came out in the time that we were off. No, I know, but I'm just like, I just figured that we would, you know, like, I can't believe we, we almost missed that. Um, it doesn't even matter. Remember in the very beginning of this podcast, all we would talk about was Double XL. We talked, we covered it for like ten episodes straight. It was horrible. I don't. It was looking back. At it was it, so horrible. you got no. You were finding your groove. <clears throat> you got Babytron, who I don't know enough of, but I don't. I, he's got a weird fan base, so I don't. Like yeah, him. no, I I know of him. Cochise, I don't think should be on here at all. I think he's cool, but I don't. I think he has like three variants of songs, and the rest of them like. Just kind of fit into that. Saucy Santana, no. <laughs> I just I've never heard a single song from him. All I've all I've ever seen from this dude is being as annoying as humanly possible on social media. So I think he's only in there just because he has a big name on social media. Isn't that fucking and annoying? It's, it's like, not about his music at all. And that's why the bad babies make the double XL and stuff. Babyface like Ray deserved, but yeah. Babyface Ray is also the exact same as Big Scar and Big Thirty. Um, Ken the man never heard of. That's a that's a female as well. Um, Sofago deserved. I think Big Thirty deserves it. I don't think Big Scar deserves it. It's just Big Thirty's clone. Casey super deserves it. He's dope. Dochi never heard of. Kali never heard of. And Nardo Wick deserves it. Yeah. So like the females that I've never heard of, and I don't think, I think they just kind of found them on SoundCloud. And just said, okay, here you go. You'll right. fit in for our agenda here, please. Right. I've never heard of these people. Yeah. And being a rap fan, you think I would have heard, heard people, of these people. People say that um, Big 30 looks like a gangbanging Sean Kingston. <laughs> Is he the one with the camo hat? I could definitely see that. Um, I think so, yes. Um Going back to uh, your question, I think Bia is my favorite female rapper right now. Mm. The Len- or Lendon with yeah. J. Cole yeah. is the greatest song. That, that, that is a great song. Yeah. That is a great song. J. Cole does the British accent. Yeah, I think she's, uh, I think in a few years she's really going to grow and she's going to be like a maybe co-headlining name. At I least. think she's cool. I don't, I yeah. don't know. I didn't like that one song, the first one that she had. Yeah. I didn't like that one, but I like London a lot. Yeah, London is a fucking banger of a song. Nah. What do you guys think is the biggest name on here? Um, I think I know mine. Not mine, but what I think. But Either Nardo Wick or Sofago. That's but what I, I was thinking. I think it's yeah. Nardo. I think it's Nardo Wick for sure. Yeah, yeah I would absolutely. And it's crazy to think is it's like Nardo Wick was extremely prominent. The, the past few months, but it's just like I, I kind of forgot about him for the past. I think Double XL is completely irrelevant at this point because at this point you can tell that they put so much or they put half thought into the men, and then the women they just kind of are like, oh, what female have not have we not had on yet? And they can't find any, so then they just ask around, and then they're like, "Here yeah. you go." It's a different world now. They give it someone makes at, sense at Double XL. They ask like if someone's daughter is a rapper, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll throw we'll throw a little little Sheila on. Yeah, why not?" You know, and it. I mean, I, it, this helps get their name out if they're talented, which yeah. I'm assuming they are because why would Double XL? Also, the Double XL list for voting was ridiculous. There was like not that many people I knew. Mm-hmm. I did really? vote for Nardo Wick. Mm. Was Chris Webby on there for the fifteenth year in a row? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Never heard of Baby Tron, but I'm, I'm he sorry, just has Chris. a huge fan base. So, yeah, I never heard his music. I think I might have heard it once or twice, but I just 
He reminds me of a little pump because people really dislike him for his gimmicks, it seems. And people like him because he has a funny, goofy personality, per se. Yeah. The same reason why people liked Lil Pump in 2017 when he was coming up. Like, my, how he's taking a picture with the Zan cake and everything. Yeah. My favorite, uh, I think my favorite freshman class ever was 2011's. Who was on 2011 again? So 2011 was Meek Mill, Big Crit, Sci High the Prince, mm. Lil Twist, yeah. Uh, Yellow Wolf, Fred the Godson, rest in peace to Freddy. Uh, Mac Miller, rest in peace to Mac. Uh, YG, Lil B, Kendrick Lamar, and Diggy Siggins. That's a Diggy good one. That's, a, that's definitely a good one. That's yeah. mo- a, So many of those names are still at least somewhat relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's sad with like, so you had brought up Hobson and Irony earlier, but like his career is kind of sad the way it took a turn. Hobson's? Yeah. Yeah. Because he could have been huge, too. His first two albums were really good. He had a terrible label. Yeah. Uh, Knock Madness was fucked around with for way too long, and by the time it came out, it just wasn't great. And yeah. even he didn't like it. There was, like, one song that I still listen to off of. Yeah. Dude, 2010s it. is good. Dude, there, there, really there was a time, though, that every year I was looking forward to the, uh, the new Ill Mind of Hobson. Man, you know, so those are the days. Here's my bum out uh, Hobson story. Kevin Bennett, shout out to Kevin Bennett, is uh, one of my close friends from high school. Back in the day, uh, we started a group called Evident Truth that he went on to uh, make big with two other people that are Buffalo rap legends. Um, and we went to Hop- he showed me Hobson and introduced me to him because at the time. Rap Genius had just started coming out. We're writing rap a lot. We're doing a lot of shit, right? Right. So we're analyzing certain people and really breaking down their shit. And Hobson was one of the most interesting to analyze, especially with the ill mind of Hobson tracks coming out. Oh, yeah, definitely. how big those were. So Knock Madness comes out. We go to see him at the town ballroom. He canceled 30 minutes before the show. So show up to the door, he would just like wasn't getting off his tour bus. It was when he was going through shit and stuff like that. Okay. But I got pissed because eventually he released the album Pound Syndrome, and there was a song on it called Fort Collins <laughs> where he talked about where he apologized to um the city of Fort Collins for walking out right before he was about to go on stage. And I was kinda like, Well, what the fuck about all the other cities that you walked out on too? Like right. doing that. Yeah. You make one apology to Fort Collins. You don't apologize to Buffalo. You don't apologize to like nothing else. You don't like do shit. Yeah, that's kind of And then he had this weird shit where he was living in Australia and he got kicked out of Australia because of um, this domestic abuse charge that he didn't do. Mm. And he was separated from his kid forever. So he was trying to get his kid back. And now he has his kid back because like of every – he made a whole song describing like everything that happened. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Which was crazy. And like – if you go to his projects, you still have decent hip hop like laced within that. But it's so sad. Guys like him yeah. and like Chris Webby is another one that like got away from like the limelight. Ritz is another yeah. one that could have been enormous and didn't get it. They missed their chance type of thing. Every right? person who's worked with Tech Nine just doesn't. That's when well, we talked about that too in the past is the underground ceiling, right? You get to Tech Nine, and there's a, he's it. he's an underground level where you're comfortable, and people learn to live that same way. So they they kind of get good with that comfortability, but like, it's sad with Chris because he like he I remember when he was big enough where he bought his first Camaro, and like he lives in a house with I think two other people now. I'm like, oh, you can't afford your other your own fucking house, bro. Like, shit. 
Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I didn't like, know that. Wow. Yeah. Like, and I think it might have changed since then, but I yeah. know he also had problems with pills and stuff like that, too. So I can't, like, I can't delve in too much because, like, I was a fan, and then the first album came out, and it was so mediocre. It was unbelievable yeah. for his first attempt at shit like that. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird wave. You either catch it at the right time and get successful, or you just kind of sink. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it's like, um, especially if you're in like a certain lane, like the mainstream lane of hip hop, if you don't make it and you end up drifting and, you know, fall, crashing and burning, it's going to be documented by everyone. You're still famous. People still know you, mm. but you can't be, you can't even fail in peace. <laughs> Everyone's documenting you failing. Like, look at young buck. He ended up being a fucking Uber driver. Ugh. And everyone was talking about that, dude. That's, that's probably mad embarrassing. You know, like if I'm going to fuck up, man, and. I don't want the whole world talking about it, you know, and that's just just what comes with it. Scott Storch produced the biggest hits in hip-hop, the biggest ones. Blew it all on coke. When he filed for bankruptcy, he walked in the bank. They asked him how much he had. He said, I have $100 in my pocket. That's it. Damn. That's fucking sad. I didn't even know that. He had a coke problem. Dude, horrible. A problem? Really? He was. He had a, like, it was he, a he, lifestyle. Dude, he was the king of coke. Like, he was really? the king of cocaine. He bought two yachts. He he just he blew every single cent that he had. Biggest, Jeez. most influential producer at the time he's in hip hop. Back now. Yeah, he's back now. He bounced he back. He, he's, now. he's clean now and stuff. And yeah, he's he did a he's lot doing of, better. He did a lot of Roddy Rich's early hits, like okay. Die Young. So he's been good for a few years now. Yeah, okay. yeah, but he's like, he's my God, he should be Dr. Dre levels of fame, right? And that, that he is, like that is wild. Boom! Like he co-produced a lot of Game's first album he is co-produced by Dr. Dre and Scott Storch. Oh like, shit! That's like that's how big of a name he was. Lean back, that's Scott Storch. Like oh, that's shit. all those big hits that you hear. Scott Storch is like. Doing weird shit on. Yeah. And, like, when you watched him work back in the day, you were like, God damn, this guy's fucking good. Blew more coke than a hundred vacuums, though. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. He was real-life Scarface, bro. Like, yeah, wow. dude. Except he didn't... He didn't sell know, it. He was just partaking. Yeah. <laughs> and that. Yeah, and that. I don't think yeah. he killed anybody. No that is some shit, went. though. Yeah. It, it's It's sad. The fall off is sad to say the least. Well, look know? at Mac. Mac should be making golden albums right now. Yeah, he should I, be. Him and school schoolboy should be doing their collab album. I can't help but like, I love Mac. I love his like most of its entire discography, but I can't stand like the like the how how trendy it is. Like the whole protect Mac Miller, and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. None of y'all even know. And he can name five Mac Miller fucking songs. Protected for what, motherfucker? From it, you? It's just, it's just like a. It's just like a. It's just <laughs> like a. Tra- it's just always been a trendy thing. It's like if oh, you didn't grow up in middle school, like with the most dope and the, the thumbs up shit like that, and listening to kids. Yeah, and and, the, and a high school for me. Yeah, but it was the same. If thing. you didn't grow up with that, dude, you can't. You it's just can't so cool talk, to like keep be a fake Mac Miller like fan, and it's so annoying. It's people like, who are like swimming is the best album he's ever made. And I'm like, I would actually beg to differ that Kids is the best album he's ever made, I, or Macadelic. Yeah, Mac- I'll go with Macadelic. I think Kids. Is I really great. like I really like Faces too, even though it's a mixtape. Faces is great. 
Um, I like all his albums. Watching movies with the sound off. Um, yeah. Other mixes like Delusional Thomas, like Blue a Slim slide. Shady type alias. I Blue thought that was super dope. Fantastic. Blue Slide yeah. Park's pretty good. Um, when that album came out, it kind of underwhelmed me because I listened to so much of his mixtape stuff that I was like, "Oh, this is really good," but like I've heard a lot like it. Everything but before like, that, I just watched on YouTube. That was the first one I bought. That yeah. was the first one I was like conscious enough to know. That's that it- when. That's when I remember such a trend at the time of people. Just loving Mac Miller, yeah. Just loving him, and um, bringing up Chris Webby again. That's the first exposure I had to Mac Miller. He is Chris Webby does a song with him called "I Need a Dollar," and then mm. Mac Miller just kind of skyrocketed from there. But um, he was the coolest thing at a time. He's like another reason why white rappers are so big right now, yeah. too. Because he came in with this like kind of laid back style, yeah. Look like was, he just rolled out of was, bed all the it's, time. It's weird though, he, he, yeah. He, that, but it's weird though. He jumped. He eventually jumped out of that, which I think watching movies at the sound off. Yeah. And he he got pushed he away from the mainstream, but he got like, so much more experimental, and he got compared to the likes of ended up being compared to the likes of like Kanye. He ended and, like, up maturing. You know? He pushed himself away from another Asher Roth or whatever that guy's name is. Asher Roth, yeah. yeah. He pushed himself away from that kind of rap and matured, and yeah, and it became like so much more involved in the creative process process of his music and like people forgot about Mac Miller after that I'm like why are people not having Mac Miller in the conversation his music is literally better than it's ever been he's progressing he and getting better making the trendy smoke rap right yeah. and then like everyone forgot about him and then he died and everyone's like oh protect Mac Miller oh yeah, yeah it's so cool to like pretend to like because they just like, obsessed over like his like love life with Ariana Grande and like how he died and how sad it was and people just like ro- love romanticizing that and making it like a cool Twitter thing fucking tweet or something like that and it's like shut the fuck up it's not about the guy's fucking music stop yeah. posting stupid fucking making tumblr threads fake about fake woke we had a like fake fucking deep fucking quotes with mac miller's face behind it. it's like the equivalent to like when you saw those things in like ninth grade of like a stupid quote and it's a picture of Wiz Khalifa in the back but he never even said that it's like it's like the 2022 equivalent of it's that like, it's like shut the fuck up it's literally shut like up. don't touch my weed or I'll kill you and it's like Wiz Khalifa in the back yeah exactly yeah, no it'll, it'll be like a like a It'll be like, like, if they really aren't for you, uh, you need to let them go and yeah, find like yourself. That. But I'm like, Wiz Khalifa never fucking he said never that. never fucking said that, yeah. Like, he never said that. Like, shut the fuck trendy, up, you know? Trashy, like... It is the equivalent to that. Shit. And that's why I hate it. It's so, like, fucking yeah. sappy and fucking cliche and, like, oh, yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Like, it is sad. Don't get me wrong, but it's and like... And those people never listen to, like, Good A.M. They oh, never yeah. oh, realized how good AM. Good that, AM is that a album, piece of an album. That it's album perfect. gets slept on so bad. I don't understand why. I wasn't into that one. It was. I loved it. I thought really? it was like. I thought that's he, probably my least favorite of his new stuff. I thought he grew up the first time I heard a hundred grand and uh, it's heard the Love switch up in it at the end. I was like, he he's an adult now. This yeah. is like Mac doing like. Fucking Mac things and really just flexing on it. I Cut think if check, you went back and flies. listened to it now, I think you would have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just went in Rome. I, I, a lot of good I'm songs. kind of like stuck in the past when it comes to like Mac Miller's music because Macadelic is my favorite. Like, sure, just, I get it. I get it. I'm like kids. that with a lot of artists too. Yeah, Cushion Orange Juice is still my favorite Wiz Khalifa project ever. And that's like the first big mixtape he ever had. Dude, I love Faces though too. It's so depressing, but it's so good. it's so good. Yeah. It's so drugged out and mm. and this that fucking the one Diablo's on. I believe so. I believe oh, so. Man, Insomniac is on it. Um, here we go. I think you're, you're there. You go. It's been so fucking long. That's dude. the it one is... with uh, Schoolboy, right? 
I believe so. And he had the one yeah. Insomniac with Rick Ross. It's been years since I fucking listened to it, but I remember it being... I love that album. I should listen to it. It's been fucking forever. That, and I really wanted to listen to Summer 16 by Drake today. Oh, man. Yeah, it's because it began the summer and it was a time. You know what I mean? That's just a single, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, just, I just felt the need oh, to listen Summer to it 16. today. I, that has come up on my mix uh, recently a lot. And I've been listening to that song a lot. And I'm like, damn, even the beat switch on this is just nuts. It's such a, it's such a hard like, song. This song is so good. I just started, I just started like, singing it in my head today. And like, it just got stuck in my head Looking out of nowhere. And I'm like, fuck, I got to listen to it. And then like every opportunity to listen to it, you're not thinking of it. And then I went like five different places since then. Or not five places, but like, I went home, didn't listen to it. Fucking drove the way here, didn't listen to it, and now I'm here. I'm like, fuck! I was supposed to like, listen to fuck, it. Was, I'm probably not gonna listen to it by the end of the day. I'm gonna forget <laughs> probably again. But you know, it is what it is. That's how that shit goes, always. <laughs> I got people debating me in my story right now. Drake fell off. He did. People are getting getting a little mad. This is oh yeah, that. But that's people, what I meant to pull. People up. are gonna say falling off means he's completely irrelevant now. I just I. You know, he could change it and be like, he fell out of the yeah. top five. He's just not, it, it, dude. It's it's you can even fall off a little slightest bit if you're at the if you're number one. That's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're still going to number two. You know, like you might not have completely fallen off, but if you're using that logic, then you could say Travis fell off, but he didn't. Well, yeah, because Travis He's hasn't given active. us Travis hasn't given us a trash prob a project to base that off of yet. He just hasn't been active. I like how you say yet, like you're expecting. I'm trash not saying, but no. I'm, hey, Tyler, in ten years from now. All of our favorite rappers are not going to be dropping their prime music, right. to be fair. Yo, did you listen to the uh, deluxe version? Not the deluxe version. I guess deluxe version of the Eminem show. I did, yeah. I do. So, it. I was so happy to see all those old songs on I there. was very happy to see it. I uh, My favorite part of that entire drop was the fact that they finally made like a streamable version of the song Stimulate. Because yeah. that's one of my favorite underground Eminem songs ever. Word. I used to, back in the day when, like, yeah, I shouldn't even admit this, but, like, we all did it. When LimeWire and shit still existed, right. I went I went headhunting for every song that he had ever featured on, yeah. everything he'd ever did that was, like, a beat. And I got all of it. On my old computers, I still have <laughs> all of it somewhere. Word. And um, that was one of the songs that, like, when I would go through all the old underground shit that I'd be like, this is absolutely a keeper right. because it's just him kind of being in that era, flexing the way he flexes. He yeah. doesn't sing on the chorus, but it's so unique the way he like the way he does that slide into it, where he's like ah, yeah, and like like yeah. goes right up into that. I love when I know, he gets into that mindset, and I think I want to say it was an extra for the Eight Mile soundtrack. When it originally came out. And then they took it off. And when you look at it in that context, you're like, yeah, it makes sense why that song would be kind of okay. on there with how the trend was. So so my question is, I, I, it was my first time listening to that song. I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But um, are all these songs songs that were, have been kind of circulating the internet for a couple of years? Or yeah, there, they there... were definitely ones that I recognized. Okay, so there wasn't really a one that you heard. Like, oh, I never heard this one before at all. No, and okay. wh- what's funny is... The kind of the same thing happened with um, when he dropped the deluxe version of the uh, Slim Shady LP when he did that. He kind of did a similar thing where they were songs I had definitely heard before and they were freestyles I definitely heard. But having a digital version of them to like just collect and put on there was really, really great as like 
a collector of his songs to a certain degree. Of course, yeah. Like it, it's great to have. But that song specifically, I was so I was happy to I was worried, dude. I didn't know like what era these songs were going to be recorded in because I knew he was going to add some songs. Mm-hmm. But I was like, please God, M, just don't do it. Add a bunch of twenty twenty two songs to this album. I don't want to be a hater, but it's like it's not going to fit. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to go. You know, one day in twenty years, Travis will drop every single leaked song that I own on my phone. And it'll be a pack of like three hundred songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's so? just like when Eminem dropped. It. <laughs> Tyler, I feel like you're gonna be eighty-seven. That's not gonna happen. You'll be eighty-seven. You're still gonna be looking for that one leak. Like, oh, it's fucking there. I'm fucking finding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want Motown Flexologist to be fake to be finished. I want laptop to be finished. What that fucking suck though? We're on our deathbed trying to find the leaked versions of a song from 2013 that Cardi dropped or Travis dropped or some of that. Yeah. But it adds the rare factor to it. There's you an know? insanely hard like 20 second snippet called "Might Go" that the entire world has been begging for, or the mm. Travis world has been begging for. And, you know, I don't even care if Utopia sucks. If that song's on it, I'll be okay. <laughs> there we go. I don't think it will, honestly. He's, I, he I he takes he's taking this along for a reason. He's got the right people backing him up. Yeah, Travis, Travis is not. Is, Travis is literally like a genius when it comes to music, and he he knows not to overhype. The fans do it to themselves. I would know. Um, <laughs> he knows not to overhype things. He just says, "Hey, it's coming," and that's it. Yeah. Like, he's not saying, get ready, this is going to be the greatest thing, or I'm taking over, or shit like that. Stupid shit Drake would say, and then flop. Yeah. <laughs> Travis isn't setting expectations. We set them ourselves. So, yeah. True. I mean, my expectation is it's going to save the entire world. But, you know. Yeah. yeah that's true. It's going to be a great album. Drake failed it. us. It is. Travis to the Travis rescue. won't. He doesn't. Even, like... Uh, I whenever Astro Thunder comes on on just like my shuffle when I have it, I uh, I just stop and kind of it's like a meditation for a minute and forty five seconds yeah. where I just sit and just listen to it and just vibe, recollect myself and like go back. Travis puts you in those certain modes. I'll never forget listening to Rodeo for the first time. That was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life because I never heard a sound like he had before. Yeah. And I still think that album is a ma- – I think it's so good. That went from – that was probably an eight and a half for me, and Birds is a perfect ten. I fucking love Birds in the Trap. I could I listen too. I could listen to every song on that on shuffle no matter That's what That's your order. favorite album too, right? Birds or what is your favorite? Album? I know you said it before, but I always forget. It's hard. It's uh, I. I choose between your favorite child. I in, yeah, I know. I enjoy Birds more. Astroworld is the best put together project, and Rodeo yes. is the best sounding. project. Yes. that's that's fair. So I, it's, I, I agree it, with that it's difficult, but they're all tens to me, and that that's probably bias. But mm-hmm. you know, I have a similar opinion on Kanye as far as like the amount of songs that I like. Graduation's obviously the best, but as far as the best sounding project, it's my dark twisted fantasy. That's a ten to me. And um I would say college dropout would be the rodeo in this scenario where it was at the beginning of something great and mm-hmm. it was the beginning of an era. You know what I mean? So you you love each album for it for each individual purpose. So it's hard to choose for some artists. You know? Even, um, yeah. Whatever the fuck that album's called. The 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 sad one. For from which artist? Kanye, the one that fucking Heartless is on. I can't think of the name. Oh, of um, 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that one, I love that. You one. look back and listen to that now, and that to find the whole sound for that time. 
I'm amazing. That so when in when we didn't wrestle in Kevin's ring, we used to box, and Randy used to come out to that song because really? it's such a good like song to just box to every time you're walking to the ring. Um, but if you look back and like even see you in my nightmares from that album, like the song he has with Wayne, that's a great song. That's a really the song he has with Cuddy on that album. Is it Cuddy? I know he has one with Mr. Hudson. Mr. The Hudson, that one, the one yeah. with Mr. Hudson's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. RoboCop is awesome. Graduation, I have such a specific memory What's of. What's the one that he's talking about? Is like X. He had a beef with I mean, Kanye. Had a beef album. with Fifty Cent at the time because Fifty was about to drop Curtis. Oh yeah, they had. The and guy. and Curtis was like, "You want like Fifty was like, you won't outsell me. You won't do whatever or whatever," and. Uh, Everybody was like fifty versus Kanye, fifty versus Kanye. Kanye so, washed him, right? Kanye washed him, washed him, washed him. Um, but uh, I was working over at the fish place at the time, and with the money I got from the fish place, I went and bought Curtis and DJ Khaled's second album, which his second album is really good. That's suffering from success. No, it's um, <laughs> love the uh, album cover. Yeah. We, it's it's. I think yeah. it's. I think it's just called We the Best. Oh okay. Um, it has we taken over on. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, Flat like great like old Khaled, like way back in the day. Um, and then for Christmas, I had asked for graduation on my list, and I ended up getting graduation the re up, um, which was the Eminem project from the label at the time with like all his. Is that D twelve? D twelve's on it. Certain people from D twelve on it, and then um, Obi's on it. Uh, stat quos on it. Oh, I remember that. Day. I, I remember and that. And then, yeah. And that then, uh, 50 and Lloyd Banks. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't know. The best song. Yeah, that's world. what, that's the best song on the album for sure. But that album's good. Um, Cassius and Bobby Creekwater are both on it, which were signees that he never did anything with, sadly. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> both Curtis and Graduation were so fucking good. Graduation's by far the better album. But I went back and listened to Curtis recently. Curtis is a fucking banger of an album. Was, uh, the Massacre's Good and Get Rich and Die Trying are both they're I both was, goaded yeah. projects. I was gonna bring this up when you were saying what your first uh like hip hop experience was. Yeah. And guess what mine was? Had to be something with fifty because you loved fifty. It was Get Rich and Die Trying. Oh, my best friend was. at the time, I was like seven. Yeah, I remember. Seven or eight that. or something, and he just had that. And we listened to that all the time. I remember Disco Inferno and P I M P yeah, your just little like ten year old self showed me many men for the first time. Really, that's the first, I, yeah, that's the I first time I'd that. ever heard it. Is you showing me the music video for Many Men? I had heard so much of Fifty at the time, but I never heard that song. We need Lil Nas X to remix that song now. Please, I think that's the. F- <laughs> please, you know what? Please stop. <laughs> took a second, but I got that. Um, yeah, I could just click yeah. yeah, No, you've been. Oh, that one just hit me now. You, the, even I was that... just saying. Yeah. Oh, you don't mean to tell you. I just you were saying. Please, just shut the fuck up. No. Stop. No, you cut it with the joke. The joke was so good, it took a second. It's staying. It's, it's staying. 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 All right. We don't have any listeners anymore. Nobody listens to this anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Ben, our only listener. I listen to this too. Okay. He counts for the ten to fifteen thousand. I don't even know what the fuck we're at now. Seven total people. Seven total. Oh, wow, no, nice. We're at like no, 11. you guys have a good amount. We're at like, a, like 11. Be 11 proud three. of yourselves. Don't I think every thousand listeners on those stats are like actually one listener. So, whole time we think it's 11,000, it's 11. 
Could you imagine? Hey, man, it, it keeps us going. Hey, us I going. mean, they're, they're all real numbers, and you guys have a good show here. You really appreciate do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it's it. A, it's something that I look forward to every week, honestly. I like to hear that. I like that's, to why, hear that. that's why I take it on to edit, because I wouldn't, like, right. if I didn't give a shit, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. introduce you as our editor. It's all good. I don't care. This is our... I've been around so much. Our we... executive producer, Dan. Shh. Yeah, I don't think we were recording when we mentioned it before. No, it's fine. It's all good. No, but Dan edits for us and me and Ben's show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking over my section of the network. <laughs> yeah. Golf clap, golf clap. My little, my little minions. Yeah. My golf clap sounds like someone jerking <laughs> off, so I'm going to stop doing that. That's more appropriate. Slower one. This one just doesn't sound right to me. All right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> We're just making noises. So what? No album recs for me? What the hell? Oh, do you want one? Yeah, give me something to listen to. Shit, you're giving me no preparation. Preparation H. Um, <laughs> preparation H. I'll give you guys one to listen to okay. if you guys want. Yeah. So I was listening to it before. Um, when when I pulled up to you guys today, I was listening to uh, Hell the Sequel, which is the Bad Meets Evil project. So good. Um, I fucking love that project so much, uh, especially because it's Royce's introduction back into the company. Uh, I have a hard time. I'll be one of the first people to admit I have a hard time listening to Royce on his own sometimes because sometimes that's just not my style of hip hop. Like I can't right. sit and listen to a whole yeah, Royce album I don't sometimes. Really right. like Royce I just much. can't. When paired with Eminem, though. It's exactly. a great project. It's like a Tech 9 situation. However, right. so I'm going to give you guys – Something to listen to where it's like he's kind of minimalistic like that. And um, going back, this this album is turning 10 in August, I believe. August or September. Wow. And it's a banger of an Montero, album. Montero, uh, Lil Nas X. No, I wish. Uh, you, guys, you guys are listening to too much as it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Great um, album. No, but uh, the album dumb. I'm going to give you guys to listen to is Welcome to Our House by Slaughterhouse. Uh, which is the super group uh, formed with uh, Joe Royce, Joe Budden, Eminem. Crooked Eye, and Joel Ortiz. So it's the four of them. Was, was Eminem in it? No, he just at the time he signed Slaughterhouse. He had the. Oh yeah, you're right. Label. You're right. You're right. Terrible mistake. But this first album showed so much potential as to where they could have gone. Um, and I think the pro- uh, production on it is really I think good. I listen to some of it. Yeah, a lot of it is like. Like on Hammer Dance, which is where they're talking about being in the club with a gun on them, uh, they uh, they sample "Falling Away from Me" by Corn, and I think it's such a beautiful sample at the time. And it's part of the shady era too, where Eminem was finally out of like, because even when he was huge, he kind of stayed by himself, so he only worked with the people he was like introduced to and like had on his label and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so when he came back, all of a sudden he's working with like for recovery. He worked with like uh, Jim Johnson and uh, who else did he work with for a lot? He had um, Denine producing a lot of his shit. He had um, uh, Boy Wonder, of course. Right, right. Um, he had he had all those people. Like all of a sudden he's branching out and working with different people. So he did that kind of with the Slaughterhouse album too. Like Arab music produces Hammer Dance, and like he has other people doing shit like that. And the album goes fucking hard. There's a song called Goodbye on there that like hits you out of nowhere and is super sad. Um, but even that song is really good. 
I think. And they work with a lot of good people for the project. Like, M has a verse on one of the songs, and then he does two of the choruses. And the choruses are minimalistic, which I think, like I mentioned, it's good when he does minimalistic Yeah, it works stuff. in his favor, definitely. Yeah. Um, some of the shit's, like, funny. Like, they have one of the funniest stripper anthems I've ever heard in my life on really? that song. But it's enjoyable. It's not funny where you're like, I can't listen to this shit. It's get, funny where it, it's, like, enjoyable. It's fun, too, actually. It's a fun, yeah. it's a fun listen. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like... They do a song called Frat House at one point where they're talking about, like, partying at a college or whatever. Right. And Crooked Eye has one of my favorite lines that he's ever done. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. Uh, where he goes, her pussy hotter than a chili pepper. I tell her, lay down and give it away, give it away now. And it's like, when the first time I heard that line, I'm pretty sure I took off my headphones and just chucked him across the room. Because I was like, I'm just fucking done. It's witty, though. That's too it's fucking witty. good of a lie. It's yeah. so good. So, like, the wordplay and the lyricism is, like, that's what Slaughterhouse is known for. Yeah. It's just being able to, like, punch it like that. And it's... Lyrically, it's from top to bottom like perfect. Yeah. So, um, for you guys, when you have the time, if you're at work, if you're doing whatever, sit down, just listen to the album. You'll definitely. I'll check it out. That's 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 a. Fu- I like that line. That's funny. Yeah. So mine is a, one that I hated at first, and then I I, Ooh, okay. I came to enjoy it later. Can you see it? I, is that the Halloween album? No. Okay, it's that's this one. Oh my god! I thought I would never see the day. What is it? Um, Even though he has said that he liked it before. I'm recommending you Colors by Young Boy Never Broke Again. Ooh. I actually, like, no, I'm a, I'm a, actually a really big Young Boy fan now. There we go. I I've kind of fallen out with him. i kind of fallen out a little I've, bit. I've turned. I've flipped the switch. But, dudes, these songs are, like, so good. Like, just, like, this whole thing it is all the way through. Album. Like, there's not, it doesn't have a lot of those, like, standout, like, singles that you hear. Like, the, the songs, like, from Young Boy that you would know. But all of them are... Equally, it's his, probably his most consistent yes, album since 2018. Consistent. All the way through, it has very good pacing, very good sequencing. Um, no switch is fantastic. Uh, Dis and Dat, Bring the Hook, Fish Scale, Emo Rockstar. Like, there's just a whole bunch of really yeah. fantastic tracks on this one. Cool. And I think this is, like he said, Young Boy's most consistent. Downloading it right now. Recently. Because even his best songs are buried in like a mixtape that has like three other good songs out of yeah, like 15. That was my problem with Youngboy, yeah. and that's probably why I said I didn't like him. Is because yeah. out of all of his projects, I've only liked one or two songs. Yeah. But now I, I've i been listening to the stuff he's been releasing, and I've been going back. And I'm go. like, damn, he really does. Like older Youngboy sounds different from newer Youngboy. It definitely, 100%. So yeah. And you don't notice it when you're just kind of sitting with the progression, but when you would go into his most modern shit and then go back to his original shit, his like 38 baby shit, yeah. you're like, holy fuck, this is I mean, completely like, different. From ba- from surface level, it probably sounds like a goofy-ass pick, but it is actually very good. No, I respect the pick. No, I, I, I have do. it downloaded. I, I have it I have it like an eight, between an eight and a nine for me because I actually really like just all of it. It's nice. a very, very solid project. It's like I just. I even thing. like you know how he gave Cantrell or no sincerely Cantrell a point oh one, yeah, <laughs> that's like a six or seven now for me. Really, yeah. damn. Nevada is one of the best songs he's ever put out. See now, obviously, Colors is the is the better album. Yeah, but I wanted sincerely. You ever like wish that like like one album was better than the other? And yeah. a lot of that's to do with like 
the name, the the album cover, as stupid as that sounds. I'm like, I like looking at this I album cover. Throwback, better. Throwback, that, I get it. That Drake album that just came out, love the album cover. I was about to say that it was the super album dope. I was fantastic. like, and I, I I wanted to see the album cover a lot of my playlist because I'm like, dude, this is great. I, I'm getting cover, the vibe of this album. And the cover gives you the the energy that it's gonna be hype, and that's probably why everyone saw the album cover and they're like, oh, this is gonna go hard as fuck. Yeah. And then it turned out to be like the shittiest. The album complete ever. opposite. It sounds like. I don't know if I said this before, but it sounds like he tried remaking the GTA, the Ballad of Gay Tony soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, these yeah. are uh, GTA 5 That's nightclub amazing. songs. You guys like, remember when, that DLC is a good DLC. When yeah. when you're sitting there in GTA 5 online and you're AFK in the nightclub and all you can hear is the, the songs in the background, That's, this is Drake's album. I'm convinced yeah. he strictly made that for GTA 5. I, uh, it, this, is, this is also a good note to kind of like circle towards the end on this is what i was going to say before the podcast my friend shared something earlier that said when does drake do the album for the colors come (laughs) then someone commented on it and said somebody said this is his pride album which (laughs) i couldn't i mean it is june i had tweeted drake casually making the worst music of his career and he sees no problem with it so bad like this is why he fell out of the top five. You could have at least given us like a, what Future did and gave us like two different completely albums back something, to back. Something, something. And like you know just ah, it's whatever. Anyway, sad day. That was fantastical noise candy forty seven. Yeah, man. This title better be about Drake falling off. It'll be something. It'll be something for sure. But Dan, as always, thanks for coming on. Thank thanks you, for bro. editing. It's been for a pleasure. Us. Definitely Pre- appreciate 100%. it, guys. I'll come back whenever you guys need me. We Let's appreciate get it. you. Carzell, have a fun time in Florida. You'll probably listen to this because you have nothing but time, always. I don't know. The kid always my boy, is... my boy is fully invested. Yeah, he loves you know, it. You got to respect it. You got to respect the uh, the hustle. Got to get that grind. So, uh, Carzell. Motherf- you already know this. One more thing. You already know this motherfucker's in Florida not enjoying the beach. He's, he's making beats right now. Probably. He's sitting on the hotel bed or something, wherever yeah, he's at. Dude. He's making beats or he's on his shit right now. I got to respect it, though. I respect the, the hustles, grind, though. Man. I do. I, very, I really do. Shout out Carzell. We'll miss you this week, but he should be back next week. I don't know what his his how long his vacation goes for, but I think it's a week or a few days. He should be back next week, just in time to talk about probably another shitty album. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. Later. Scoot.